Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Happy Monday! Welcome back to the About Last Night podcast. It's Adam Ray here. I hope you guys had a great weekend. What a weekend in Denver. Holy shit, everybody that came out to Comedy Works downtown. First time headlining that club, and what a, what a fire weekend, dude. Denver is, is obviously one of the hottest cities for comedy, and you guys came out in full force. Tons of ALN fans. Brad's been there a bunch, so it was good to see you guys, and, and thanks for hanging and laughing. It was a killer weekend. Magical. It was magical. Can you say that about comedy? Fucking great. Um, this weekend, I'm going to be in San Francisco at one of my favorite clubs in the world, The Punchline, in San Francisco, uh, Wednesday through Saturday, the 27th of February through March 2nd. So come out and see me, Punchline San Francisco, Wednesday through Saturday. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. Brad Williams this weekend, uh, well, he's uh, at the Pearl Theater in Vegas on Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday through uh, Thursday through Saturday, Brad's at uh, Comics Comedy Club at Mohegan Sun Casino in Uncasville, Connecticut. Go see Brad. Uh, tickets at BradWilliamsComedy.com. Today's episode... Holy shit, two-time guest, you know him, you love him. His new special on HBO, Dirty Clean. He's got a new book uh, that you can pre-order right now on Amazon called uh, Comedy Sex God. And of course, the creator and star of HBO's Crashing, it's Pete Holmes, baby! And he's got a baby, and we talk about that. We talk about dad life, talk a lot about crashing, stand-up. We we were all over the place, which is uh, Pete's forte. Going off on tangents and getting back on track and getting some, uh, some articulate... Uh, healthy uh, discussion that got weird and inappropriate. It's fucking great. Pete's the man. Uh, check out his podcast, You Made It Weird. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Pete Holmes. Follow me at Adam Ray Comedy, Brad at Brad Williams Comic, the podcast at ALN Podcast. Uh, shopadamray.com for all your ALN merch. I got beanies and pins up to go along with my hoodies, my shirts, and my hats. So go to shopadamray.com and get some Adam Ray merch. Uh, bradwilliamscomedy.com for Brad's merch and tour dates. About last night, podcast.com for past and present episodes and ALN merch. We got beanies, we got shirts, we got sweats. They're comfy as fuck. Go to about last night, podcast.com and get your ALN merch. And comment and rate on the iTunes page. Takes two seconds. Give us a five star rating, comment. It helps us climb the charts. And tell a friend, tell a family member to subscribe because we got so many great episodes on the horizon. Uh, Pete Holmes today, Craig Ferguson, the Chainsmokers, uh, oh, holy shit, Adam Devine, um, uh, Brian Friedman, Ron Funches, uh, Henry Winkler, uh, uh, Guy Fieri, Dr. Oz, uh, the list goes on and on. It's going to be a crazy couple months, so uh, so make sure you're, you're subscribed so you don't miss out on the fun, all right? Now that we got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only... Pete Holmes. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you. 
It's about last night. And Chappelle's, I love Chappelle. I love the bird one, the small one. Yeah, I love the. the uh, that was in the comedy store, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I love that. <clears throat> Do you like real intimate uh, specials? I guess so. Do you like intimacy? I. I can can, can I ask you that question while holding your hand? Yeah, I, I would prefer it. <laughs> while chewing a toothpick. By the way, I'm a big toothpick guy too. I These love the nicotine toothpicks. Have you ever? What? Had oh boy. Well, we don't have to talk about it. Well, we're talking about it. Yeah. Are we on the air? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. This or is a nicotine toothpick. So, are you trying? Is this to help quit smoking? No, no, no. I'm the only. First of all, I don't seriously advocate this. These are like a little <laughs> naughty treat. <laughs> That's the, the the bad boy comedy of Pete Holmes that people have come oh, back. So edgy with your nicotine. What's his toothpicks. vice? Well, don't <laughs> don't leave a toothpick dipped in tar near his lips. I did. Dax Shepard did my podcast, and mm-hmm. we he was really kind of uh, telling me all about the the benefits of nicotine. There was an article in the New York Times. I okay. don't think anyone should fuck with nicotine yeah. per se because it is addictive. Yeah. It just doesn't really do it for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I've never, I dated a girl who smoked and, I, and I'm such a fucking blending person because she was like a big brassy broad. She mm-hmm. smoked cigarettes. And it was so fun to like drink and smoke cigarettes with her. So for like a year, or so I smoked a couple cigarettes maybe a day yeah and then when I wanted to quit I, I just I just didn't even want to anymore it doesn't grab me yeah I've met a few people like me mm-hmm. that it, it's an upper nicotine is an upper and I don't typically like uppers but if I'm already as I am today in a fantastic mood mm-hmm. I have them in my car I'm doing your podcast this is like a this is a sign of respect this is me, <laughs> this is me saying I'm doing Brad and Adam's show yeah I'm gonna have a, a nicotine toothpick because if I'm ever slumped or just want to feel extra good I'll, yeah. I'll have one i love that and you can look it up do the research there's there's something that says nicotine uh like a lot of things caffeine yeah, sugar sure. if you have a tumor it makes it grow faster so it's mm. not great in the same way that caffeine and, right. and sugar isn't great right yeah. right but it's not in itself uh destructive like in japan you can get energy drinks that have nicotine in them because it's a it, okay. it's a brain stimulant you can get energy drinks that have condoms uh in them in them and then you but they're wrapped so it's not like and then you can smuggle you can mule <laughs> yeah a sip of the drink yes to south america just to mix it up take yeah. it to south america it, it, it is it, it is interestingly talk about that because in the uh new season of crashing uh, yeah airing now on hbo dude uh, i'm clapping cut. yeah you should dude you should. you fucking it's nailed it show. you've been and, nailing oh it. i really but you, but, you, but you talk about nicotine. It, 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 Do we? It's so, well, we, we're, we're talking about it right now. Oh. But it, it's so interesting to see. <laughs> I'm that stupid. Forget my own show. We do? <laughs> he also told me you guys played in the All-Star game, and I thought it was comedians versus NBA players. It's like, yeah, well, they, that's what they we wanted. destroyed us. I was like, wow. <laughs> we actually played the Monstars from Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> that movie does not hold yeah. up. <laughs> they, uh, they owned us. I, that is not a good movie. Uh, but... <laughs> They had Jordan yeah. and Bugs Bunny. And Wayne Knight. They still couldn't do it. <laughs> I, and and Bill Murray. Still, you, yeah. I know. They stacked yeah. the deck and you watch it. I got stoned and watched it. And this was years ago. But I was like, nope. It didn't hold up. <laughs> Even stoned. I was like, this sucks. Now, real quick, in the same uh, basket of uh, movies, animated films that you hope that hold up, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Does? Does hold up. Does, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. God. I always found Roger Rabbit a little mean. Like, it's a little, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Like as a kid, it was a little too rough. It was a grown sure. up. It's yeah. like the the baby's like, yeah. and I'm an asshole. And, and as a kid, I was like, no. Like I didn't know what they were making fun of. And then I want to fuck that cartoon for some weird I reason. I wanted to. And of course, Jessica Rabbit. Of course, I still want to fuck Jessica Rabbit. Oh, I'll talk about Roger. <laughs> yeah. 
Which one are you talking about? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, Roger. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> when I was little, I went to some. Please. Is, is that Disney? It's not Disney. Yeah. No, yeah. it's uh, Zemeckis. Disney? No. Is it Disney? No, I don't no. think it's Disney. No, it's Warner Brothers, I think. Well, it's Warner Brothers. Yeah. But it has the feel of Warner. But Disney, Disney would not Disney let characters, a smoking baby. Fuck no. Bob Hoskins ch- uh, strangle a rabbit over yeah. a sink. And the Disney dip characters and the shoe appear oh, yeah. in the movie, though. Like yeah, Mickey that, Mouse appears in the movie. I think the that's a Ready Player One clause. They're just yeah. they're just doing it. And yeah. Well, because the they had the <laughs> they had the Roger Rabbit ride at Toontown, at Disneyland. Are you sure? I worked at Disneyland. Okay. <laughs> Let's ask Wolverine. Are you sure? We have two professionals. We can figure this out. When a dwarf tells you what happens at Disneyland, you kind of got to welcome back to Cartoon Court at Disneyland. Oh, uh, we we we've talked about it on the podcast, but uh, you and me, uh, because I I do forget stuff. I uh, I was a bodyguard for the characters. Really? Yeah, yeah, not not you and me, but I've talked about it on the podcast. But I yes, see. I was the guy that walked around with all the characters and made sure that uh, no one fucked with them. And I was not good at my job. Oh, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. They didn't respect you. Uh, I didn't stop them from getting beat up, but I was very fun because you got to improv a lot because yep. you're not allowed to say like, hey, uh, the the five foot one girl who's inside the Mickey suit is kind of hot. Yeah. So we're going to go put another five foot one girl yeah, in, yeah. in here. Yeah, swap out the inside. Yeah, who's at... <laughs> Who's actually seventy-two years old, and oh this is how she's God. paying her rent. No, oh uh, no, <laughs> this is the real story. Yeah, sometimes is... you get a glimpse into the mouth. Yeah, so you, <laughs> you got... see through the 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 fencing mask, right, of the right, mouth, right, and right. you're like, no, you okay. Yeah. You okay. always seem okay. Yeah, yeah. they're fine. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, I can tell you. You weren't in a suit though. No, but I was. Um, a you were like a. Ga- a we call character. you a Gaston. <laughs> you were a Gaston. Get me Beast. If we, if, we, if we want to talk to somebody about what it's really like, I want Beast or hotter. Oh, <laughs> Beast. Yeah. That, were you dressed up though? No, uh, I was dressed up in that I had a outfit that matched the land that I was in. I see. But I'm not just relieved like, on yeah. behalf of your people. Oh, yeah. that absolutely. That you weren't like I'm dopey or something yeah. stupid like that. Oh no, they was that tried. Your way? They yeah. tried to get me into. The the duck costume the duck yeah oh donald. like a donald. a donald yeah donald. at least they didn't go huey do you fucking stupid i'm actually kind of happy that they were progressive enough yeah. to not just be like well we're like the circus yeah yeah, yeah. You know, they, they saw you as a human no. I love yeah. it. good uh, yeah. for them disney they, yeah, yeah they were now if only we could get them to open their heart to jews <laughs> well, listen we all <laughs> one group pump, at a time pump the brakes i'm yeah. talking 1950s disney i'd love to work with disney yeah <laughs> they own everything yeah. in a damn marvel movie i know uh Shit. but but was it worth it pete the riff was it worth it it that's the name of a new special yeah (laughs) was it worth it (laughs) every time so go on Uh, but i i i was circling back to crashing because you uh your love interest in this season Uh smokes she does smoke yeah and it's based on that girlfriend yeah not not entirely but that aspect of her obviously smoking and pete smoking is showing right that that I'm just overtaken with this person. Yeah. Because that's what happened in real life with this yeah. one girlfriend. She smoked. I was crazy about her, so I smoked. Yeah. I and didn't want her to feel weird. Yeah. Wow. I didn't want her to feel left that's out. That's a good trait to have, I think. Is it? <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, what yeah. if she was doing I black tar back, heroin? You'd be I like, mean, all right, let's No, I think you would have found your limit. <laughs> she, I did find my limit because yeah. she did stuff that I did not do. I don't, yeah. don't want to talk shit that's about fine. this no, girlfriend, no. but because she was great, but she smoked, and that was like this little way of showing the audience, like, look, not only is my character wearing a hat that he shouldn't be wearing, <laughs> wearing clothes yeah. and sneakers he shouldn't be wearing, right. but it's a real phenomenon, especially with 
comics. Like yeah. we're pleasers. Yeah. We eat a lot of pussy. <laughs> okay, we listen. What I'm saying pussy. is we're performers. We want to <laughs> yeah. please. You we know perform what I mean? as we're eating the pussy. We I, perform. I have to have an audience when I perform cunnilingus. That's the only way I do it. Puppet shows on our back. That's what Facebook Live is for. Can you imagine the comments. Yeah, yeah. Southern Facebook. Lower. <laughs> Southern yeah. fa- when she taps my yeah. head to say that's a good try, click like. Uh, <laughs> but you- what I'm saying is we like, ple- or I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I like being a comedian is I like to make people happy. Yeah. So when my girlfriend at the time smoked, I literally felt bad for her. We'd go to Disneyland and she'd be smoking and I'm like, oh Christ, she's the degenerate smoking. <laughs> oh Disneyland. yeah. So I yeah. would smoke with her. One, because I'm, I don't have much of a spine, or I didn't at the time. Uh, and two, I, I just that was one way of showing, like, this person is taking me over. So yeah. we brought it into the show. Yeah. and, and it, it, But it's also kind of strange, because you never see people smoking in TV shows anymore. I know. And like, it, ever. I'm surprised. We, we got some shit about they have unprotected sex in mm-hmm. the... Spoiler. Um, <laughs> one of the episodes. I actually thought we were being progressive... Or yeah. at least more realistic is that every time people have sex on TV, I haven't talked about this. This is I, I just want you guys to know oh, good. that I'm not slipping into a, a talking. That's point. fine. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I want you to know yeah, that I'm here. I love that. Uh, and I've never said this before. People were like, "Oh, fuck you, crashing! Uh, you're showing unprotected sex," and I'm like. Yeah, but every other show just kind of assumes, like James Bond. Where was yeah. the condom, James? Never. You, ne- you never. Behind you never the watch. No like, respect. Hold on, p- hold on, pusher. Yeah. <laughs> Rap. It's behind like, his Omega watch. <laughs> is the, I, pulls it out. Is I the Facebook know. live on yet? Yeah. <laughs> 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 when you want me to stop, hit like. <laughs> and this is closely seven. When you do five pumps in a row, the spikes come out of the condom. <laughs> fires a laser beam. And spermicide. <laughs> it's a spermicide covered l- l- uh, lubricant. <laughs> but I, I thought I was like addressing something that people like me that overthink things whenever yeah. I watch TV, especially when, you know, I'm uh, 39, which means I grew up at the height of like a lot of new STDs coming to the scene. And yeah, a lot of say AIDS. AIDS, I know. <laughs> sure. I, why did I skirt AIDS? It's the big one. The big one came out. Yeah. So yeah. when we were learning about sex, all yeah. three of us, we also were learning it in hand with HIV, right? Yeah. So we became very, very safe. And I was safe sex. I still am super safe sex conscious person. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but every time I watch TV, people just do it. Just do it. They, so they, I was it's like, that it, scene where they throw the papers off the desk and they that's just, right. like, no one's going for the condom. Every once in a while, you'll see a, a, a particularly woke show where someone puts on a condom. And I do appreciate that. And that's what you should do in real yeah. life. But these the characters are supposed to be having this spontaneous, like, day sex mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to just not address it, which is what most shows do. So I addressed their their being irresponsible. And that's part of the story. Yes. My character is not a smoker. He's not a fancy hat. He's getting out of his comfort zone a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when I was first single in real life, I went from being married to like dating. Uh, I dated a comedian first, and that was very safe because that's like one of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I didn't feel uncomfortable with her at all. And then the first person that I dated sort of in the wild, mm-hmm. I remember I got every guy friend I knew. I was like, do you bring a condom? Like she asked me to drinks. Do we? Do you go with condoms? Wow, yeah. And it was yeah. like a forty-five minute. I wish I had it recorded. Debate: Is it presumptuous to have a condom, or is it irresponsible to not have a condom? Wow. And people would be like, "No, believe me. If she fucks you uh, after two, three dates, or whatever, she has condoms. Like she knows the deal. Yeah, right? If she's bringing you back to her place, she has condoms." Although that's not always true. After I, uh, you know, had enough hookups in my life, yeah. sometimes you would get back and they wouldn't have. Yeah, they're like, I thought you, they were putting it on you. Yeah. Like, you should be prepared. What You're the my, guy. In my Velcro wallet, <laughs> like it's the 90s. Ladies, 
Get a bowl of condoms. Yeah. If you're wherever you're fucking, have yeah. some condoms. Or get an energy drink from Japan and make sure that, <laughs> that somebody's ready. I do want to know because that that uh, frivolous like day sex. I'd like to thing. point out that I wouldn't have sex when they didn't have condoms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys got really uh, you know promiscuous that day in that yeah. episode, yeah. Like the lifestyle of a stand up, especially early on, is conducive to new experiences and opportunities, which I'm so glad that you like with the smoking and that that sex day, like have showing your character uh, say yes to it because I feel like that's a yeah. lot of early stand up is is getting introduced to these new scenarios and having a choice where you're like, do I yes and this yeah. or do I go no? And you always learn from it. And I think that's right. why as a comic, a lot of the times we take on things that we normally wouldn't because we're like, oh, there's probably something here, something here that I can talk yeah. about. And yeah, my friend Joe DeRosa would talk about that. He's like, I'm I'm a I'm a comic, <laughs> and they talk about like. Like I'm here to do the, it's my job to do things and then talk about them. So he would do more, more and more and more things. And when I was, obviously I was raised religious, just like the character. And I remember my church used to have people come in and share their testimonies, which is the story of how they came to Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And it would always be these like rock and roll guys that would wear like a black t-shirt to church and (laughs) it would be badass in our youth group. And they'd sit backwards in a chair like Dangerous Minds and be like, yo, let's get real. And then they'd tell tell this amazing story and all of us were, you know, we're 14, 15 and Mm -hmm. we were all saved already, you know, in the church, accepted Jesus and all that stuff. And would all be secretly having the same thought, which was why I was saved too soon. I know that's kind uh, of a crazy thought, but no, you would be it's like, not. Yeah, I was robbed. I, yeah. So when my I wife should have done this me, earlier, exactly, and then gotten saved, and we're right. all going to the same spot, which is an idea that yeah. since the idea of like get saved and then you're in the club, sort of the heaven club, and you want to maintain that, mm-hmm. there's there's something in like Shakespeare about that, like. It's 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 an age old thing. Yeah, like you want you kind of in a perfect life is almost like have some experiences, like. Yeah. Do some sins that would be worth forgiving. We were all forgiven, yes. and we hadn't really done anything yet, except yeah. like cranked our own wankers, <laughs> and or played too much Super Nintendo. Like, what were our sins yeah. exactly? Cursing, and yeah. then someone exactly, and then someone would come in and be like, and at the end of the orgy, I realized it was <laughs> life was empty, and I was like, that's great, but you I'd had like an orgy. to I, I think exactly. I would like to experience that myself. Yes, and I'm I'm thankful to say that I that I did. I got I got to do some stuff, and this girlfriend you put some fingers in some butts is what you're trying to say i was never huge into that but that did happen <laughs> yeah. once or twice <laughs> per, per their request i was always like oh really uh, okay. all right here, yeah. we here we go yeah. <laughs> we could also just play super nintendo <laughs> <laughs> too much apparently yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then repent so when when you're kind of kept in the corral for so long mm-hmm. um christians ec- people that lose their faith tend to be very actually it goes one of two ways Either like your wife leaves you and you go hard into the church, like you double down and you're like, well, that's it. Uh, No more fooling. I've seen the ways of wickedness and that's what happened. Your wife leaves you. I'm going to go even harder and get an even more fervent wife and be even more devout. And I went the other cliche, which was like, I'm going to, I'm going to put some fingers in some butts. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think is both sides are legit, but I feel like. I don't know, man. You're what's we're here to learn about ourselves and become the best people we can. Like you, you can't That's do that it. without stepping out of your zone a little. Well, bit. I thought it was very valuable for me. I actually mm-hmm. thought the whole process of like this is what I, I just wrote a book. Uh, yes, yes. Called Comedy Sex God, which Comedy is Sex available God. for pre-order. Comes yes. out in May. Uh, but I talk about that, like losing my faith. It was actually yeah. like the best thing that could happen to have like a vibrant, interesting 
an understanding of the big pictures of the world. Yeah. And I thought that was the worst thing that could happen. I thought the worst thing that could happen is my wife left. And that ended up being like the most enriching, exciting, well, important thing that happened. Well, because think about all the things that have happened in your life, not in, in a direct correlation to your wife leaving, but... Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Sometimes I worry that people think like young comics that might have gotten married, yeah. like Nate Bargatze, yeah. might mm -hmm. listen to this or, or listen to me and be like, Obviously, Nate's doing great, but would be like, is the key your wife has to leave you? <laughs> Absolutely no, not. No, I, no. But like the thing that I wanted the least to lose my traditional faith and to lose my wife ended up being kind of all in the game. Like yeah. if you want it, you got to get dirty. And that's sort of the, the point of it. Is life. that what the book uh, centers on? That's sort of the conclusion of the book. The story is the book is about having my faith. And then obviously there's there's not a lot about my wife leaving, but we have to tell that story yes, again. Sure. But in details that are certainly not on the show, mm -hmm. way more personal and weird and sad, yeah. uh, but funny. And then it, it's it's sort of the, the message is like that. That was important to happen. Yeah. And it, 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 it's something to where when you talk to people, would you rather someone just be instilled with a faith or a belief from the time that they're born, yes. or would you like them to learn that or discover that? I am totally, you can't sign for someone else's God delivery, mm -hmm. right. is my thing. And I did. I was mm -hmm. just like, this is someone else's rapture. This is someone else's revelation. This is someone else's God experience. And I had never had any of those. So yeah. then like getting all fucked up and weird for a while was mm -hmm. so important. And it actually made me, there's a line in the book where I say, the weird thing is I became far more Christ-like after I stopped calling myself a Christian because before that, my friends that were gay or that mm. had abortions or atheists or whatever it might be, didn't tell me. Yeah. They all were like, I would never tell right. fucking Afraid Pete in his judgment. Yes. Yeah. And you know what, Brad? <laughs> I would judge you. Yeah. I would pretend to love you, but in my head, I'd be like, I can't wait to tell my other church friends about what a fucking heathen you are <laughs> and how you're definitely going to burn forever. Yeah. Wow. But like now, I, I friends tell me about... And, you know, something that they did that they feel weird about or, or off about. Mm -hmm. And we could just see them as a human because I had I had had my own like weird experience. Yeah, and, and you kind of you kind of you kind of need that. I, of I, course. I have a friend who, who wants a guy that's like, you know, <laughs> you've only ever been in the parking lot of the stadium and they're telling you about football. You know what I mean? Wow. It's like fucking that's perfect. Play a few downs. Yeah. You idiot. Yeah. Go and out those, there. those are those people that would come to church and tell their stories are effective teachers off sometimes. I don't know. It's not for, it wasn't for me. I'm yeah. so glad that I got to do some shit. What were the challenges? Um, <laughs> like smoke cigarettes and get day drunk with yes. a wild girlfriend. Yes. It's yes. important. So that really, that really did happen. Yeah. And if yeah. you watch the show, I mean like she, um, and this is sort of, again, the woman is based on an amalgamation of sure. many Multiple different people. people. So it's yeah. not one person. But the real relationship was like a jailbreak. Like you needed someone that was like, hey, prude boy, with yeah. your fucking judgment and your secret New England waspy condescension, get in here, yeah, you yeah. fucking weirdo. Yeah. Like, stop just, like, uh, keeping your sexuality to, like, the lights-off pornography, like, <laughs> just jerking, <laughs> just like every other evangelical I knew, just feeling horrible. Yeah. Just like, I just blew it to lesbian <laughs> yeah. spanking porn. And then, because we could compartmentalize, it would be like, well, that was just a, a, a low point in my day, and the rest of the day, I could be nice and holy. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. She was like, fuck you, and it really helped with my parents. You, the most recent episode, you see... I saw it, yeah. That you need, especially if you have sort of, like, this boundaryless parental situation, which a mm -hmm. lot of people have, have uh, sometimes 
with either parent, but with me, it was my mother. Mm-hmm. You need someone that like that, like territorial pissing. Like my mom was claiming me yeah. as still hers, and that was very detrimental. It's almost like the Italian stereotype or the South American stereotype yeah. right. it, that it, exists it, in other cultures as well. Is that was it, was that strange to put that in a show? And has your mom? Did your mom see that episode yet? I don't know if she's. Uh, my dad texted and said that he saw it, and he was just impressed. They're they're kind of. Um, I don't want to say they're narcissists, but they, they like that they're on the show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like That's us. Fine. As proud parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah proud parents. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not say narcissists. They're just, yeah. they're just thrilled to be included, yes. even if I am teasing them. Yes. yes. And my mom and I, the issues of that stuff have sort of, we've talked about it a lot and sort of, yeah. my mom doesn't sit on my lap anymore. But it's part of my job to like go back to some painful shit. That was really hard for me yeah. to shoot as my mom, my fake mom sitting on my lap. It really made right. me it, very it, uncomfortable. It is, yeah. Sure. And then, wow. and then your girlfriend <laughs> in the show is kind of the one to look at you and say, hey. You need that. That's not normal. But isn't and that. That's, and that's a traumatic experience. And you're yeah. like, wait, what? My whole life I yeah. thought my family was normal. I remember. We all do. I, I, love, the, I love telling the story. Uh, oh, I want to get his Rick Dorfman. Okay, so Rick Dorfman was John Mulaney's manager mm-hmm. at, at the time when Mulaney and I were starting. And I remember being very envious that Mulaney even had a manager. This was like, if anybody just had of course. any rep, yeah, it was like sure. a really big deal. Someone fighting for you. Yeah, we're in the under 10 years category. And oh, I was wow. just so, obviously I loved Mulaney, but I, I considered myself on the same track. Yeah. And he was getting this attention. You know how jealous of course, we yeah. And I was like, fuck, I want a manager. So I wanted to meet with Rick. And I did. And uh, he did not sign me. But I love telling the story because he called me. And he was, and he told me why he didn't sign me, mm. which I've been very public. We've emailed, we're still friendly. And I've told him many, many times how grateful I am that yeah. he took the time to sort of break my heart. Yes. And he was like, when I watch you, we see some of this in like the words of Esty when she talk, when she critiques my set and stuff. She's like, yeah. I just don't know what you stand for. He, and he specifically was like, what are you afraid of? What gets you worked up? What gets you passionate? Like, what are you fighting for? How is your family weird? Mm-hmm. And what made it really uncomfortable for me, the phone call, I was actually in my mother's bedroom because I was visiting my parents in need of privacy. So <laughs> I'm in my mom's room and I'm just like, I don't even know why I'm weird. And now that I'm almost 40, I've been doing stand-up for 20 years, I only know why I'm weird. <laughs> but like, if I hadn't had the discomfort yeah. of the divorce and all these things and then and then girlfriends coming over and seeing how fucking weird my family is, I couldn't be the artist that I'm trying to be today, that I'm hopefully being today. You need someone to go like, now I look at my family, I'm like, how did I ever think these fucking weirdos Isn't that crazy? Yeah. are normal. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's That's like all you weird, knew, right? It's all you know. When you know your bubble, your bubble's normal. And you look mm-hmm. at everyone else's family and you're like, "That's fucking weird. They That's swear weird. in front of each other. Yeah. Whatever it yeah. is. They party with each other." My yeah. exactly. My family is so 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 weird. And that the, my favorite part of that episode is I say to my mom, it was a riff. I say, "I love you, but we're weird." And yeah. she goes, I know. Audrey, the actress, mm-hmm. improvised the line, I know. And I love that moment because wow. that's how I am with my mom now. For I'm real? Like, mom, you're a fucking weirdo. And she's yeah. like, I know. But like, I'm your weirdo. Yeah, your that's is. really and, cool. And you're like, yeah. That's who I am. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not I'm not going to stop being Oh, she can't. <laughs> <laughs> There's something beautiful, too, in, in their ways. Acknowledging, like having that between. I mean, because there is a shift, I think, where you look at your parents as people instead of parents, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what age that is. For me, I think it was about before I graduated high school when my, you know, I'd see my, I'd be leaving to go to a high school party and it was just my mom and I, and it was like a Friday night and I'd, she'd be on the couch watching TV and I would just feel, get so overwhelmed with 
guilt and sadness for her that she's chilling and I'm going out yeah. that I would not go out and stay at home with her. That's very much like that. And then, mm-hmm. and then I was, because I it, you know, just had to see her as a person being like, oh, she's just by herself right now and I'm yeah. going off to do something and she's just, you know, and you just yeah, get, no. you just. It, it's so, I couldn't relate harder to yeah. that. It, it, the first chapter of, of my book is actually called Indoor Cat. And it's because I saw that my mom just wanted mm-hmm. me to be like a cat and yeah, stay home. Around. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. And that's yeah. another reason why there was so much rocket fuel for when I did uh, want to like leave, I left in a big way. Like, I, yeah. if that makes sense. Yes. It's from like ages, you know, two months <laughs> to basically 22, mm-hmm. I was just home and hyper aware that my mother might be like bored or lonely or whatever it was. And that might've gotten a little bit, the lines were blurred a little bit. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I sort of became her surrogate, like husband sure. almost. I know that makes people skeezed out, but like, no, I only just, say just that attentive, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. There yeah. wasn't anything like fucking super yeah. Yeah. real yes. creepy about it. Yeah. It's not it. like something you would find on Pornhub. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, how look much, hard enough. How much porn nowadays? How, how much is, do we need? Is, no, but I just mean it's all <laughs> stepmother yeah. porn. Really? It, it seems oh, it's to very me. weird. Oh, I, I could want nothing less I can it's not for me either or stepdaughter stuff like are the psyche the shadow of our collective psyche is really is it because we've run out of positions and holes that we're like <laughs> how many family members can we mix and match I think it is I think <laughs> one wow. of the reasons I'm not crazy about porn although let's not beat it up so many people do it but like I try not to look at it yeah. and one of the things is like it, you become a novelty addict and yeah. that this isn't like my theory it's just true is this is where you get the phenomenon of like um, guys that start looking at gay porn not because they're gay but because they're just looking for something wow. shocking. Wow. Yeah. I, don't, I've, something I read to that. Them. I would tell you yeah. if I've done that, I haven't gotten there, but I have gotten to the place where I'm just like, I need to see something weird because yeah. you're actually jerking off to the taboo or the craziness. So sex right. has like become, when people are like too into porn, I actually think they're novelty addicts. More than their yeah, like, maybe, just jerk off. Addicts. Maybe that's why I like whatever traditional man, woman, missionary style, whatever porn, because yeah. my own sex life, I am a novelty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you're, a, you're a kinky search word. I look in the mirror and I go, holy shit, <laughs> yeah. that midget is fucking that Asian broad. <laughs> is your wife Asian? Yeah, she's Chinese. Dude, it just got extra spicy in that search bar. <laughs> that is like a clean, that is like if someone oh, pitched shit. that, that my character on Crashing is going through like a kinky porn thing. Yeah. If someone or a dwarf Asian I would be like it's too on the nose come on mix it up yeah, that would be a great storyline because yeah. Brad met his wife on a three way app and that whole story in, in you itself you run a three way app no I, I, I was on it and she oh that's was how on you it. met yeah and the we, other person didn't show up yeah no isn't that way. insane yeah real life so that's, that's amazing a, and then we were like ah it's crazy she didn't show up a I guess we're gonna three way app yeah. what's it called well it used to be called Thrinder Thrinder and then, sued and then Tinder sued them and now it's called Field F E E L D. I read it. I, I've had three ways. I wrote about it in my book as well. I keep just bringing up the, well, book. the book. comedy sex god. If you want to hear about my three way, who does? That's another thing, <laughs> man. Do. Can I just say yes. on behalf of our people? Yeah, I know yes. I already put you in your group. We all have sure. our subgroups. Yes, but absolutely. we are we are the same species. Yes. We're comedians yes. and. Uh, Brad, you aside, we're not particularly like sexy guys. <laughs> I don't know why I took Adam out of that. He's such a good looking man. What I mean is, we get it. I Pete. think you we and I are, are hot. Yeah, I, I get it. No, 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 no. I meant we're not. What yeah. I should have said is, no, I'm. No, no, no. Here's what we're I'm all fine. People are like, Pete's having sex. This is like, I can't believe this. This Who is the most unbelievable that? thing. And I'm like. Who do you think is fucking? <laughs> Everyone is yeah, fucking. Everyone. You think because I'm soft and a little left of center Lithuanian that I'm not <laughs> fucking? 
That's go, why go I to like, Walmart. Go to people. Go are fucking every tilt a whirl operator with a rat tail. Yeah, dude. Fucking. He's fucking a lot. You think that rat tail isn't working for everybody? <laughs> why do you think he keeps it? Because but it's yeah. It doesn't really hurt my he feelings. Fucks the bearded lady. But like, I am a more normal dude, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, normal dudes are fucking. I've seen your ass in the show. I know, and they're like, yeah. ah, I didn't need to see that. I'm like, go suck a dick. I've been like, come on. By the way, there is a. Category. You have to see my ass. There yeah. is a category of porn just uh, in talking about how extensive it's getting uh, where it's just comedians on podcasts talking about porn while someone fucks in a corner. So that's really? how, no. no, but I'm saying, <laughs> but if you turn around, Norm is actually jerking off. So that's, that's well, this is the pilot episode. That. I can yeah, yeah, feel yeah. that oh. happening. Yeah. You guys don't have the budget for another person. No. Yet. Hey. So Norman Yet. is going to jerk off behind hey, me. Uh, Casper mattresses. If you want to sponsor us, we could like throw another person oh, onto yeah. the mattress. Oh my God. Now we have a place for them to fuck. Good mattress, Casper mattress. Casper mattress, very solid. I think I did like five ads for them, and I got a Casper mattress. So did I. And it was it's we 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 both did. Yeah, and there that, we and, go. And so we're all we're all very happy with our Casper. They went real nuts. You know what I mean? Like they had a real flare up when yeah. they went on every podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all have Casper mattresses now. Pete, good, good bed. Your yeah. uh, your podcast is uh, phenomenal. Thank one you. of the biggest out there. You made it weird. Hey, I, I want to know. <laughs> is that the new theme song? I just love that you guys said it in tandem. Yeah. Oh, you know, it was like a, it was like a three way. <laughs> I I love how the podcast. Like if you watch also your most recent stand up special. Uh, there's a lot of the podcast in there. There, yeah. I, there is part of the end where you kind of start to get a little weird. Yeah. No, I want to. I, I, you know, I'm almost 40 and I'm sort of, I wonder how you guys feel. I'm getting to the point where, I, I don't know, I have like, so obviously I just did an hour. So I'm like, what is the next hour going to be? Mm -hmm. And I think it's something about having done it for a while. And it might have something to do with being in the middle of my life or what it, where it Who knows? It could, I could die today. But you know what I'm saying? I'm 40. Yeah. Traditional St midlife. St yeah. Statistically, yeah, you yeah. should be getting a portion a few years. Exactly. Well, you could see what I drove. <laughs> it's a leaf. It's a <laughs> Nissan leaf, but some baby steps. It's not a Nissan leaf. Uh, listen, um, what was I? Oh, I, I really only want to talk about the things I really want to talk about. I can yeah. I can feel myself being bored. And for me, making stand-up work these days has so much more to do with, like, do you give a shit about it? Yeah. Like, is it mm -hmm. a topic that when people are telling me that they want to, like, get into stand-up, I say something like what Rick says. It's like, what do you just, like, love trying to convince somebody of? Or, like, what is a passionate point for yeah. you? So in, in um, Dirty Clean, I wanted to do jokes about... Um, presence or it sounds so stupid when you talk about it but I don't say that they're about awareness or consciousness right. but in the special those are my favorite jokes yeah the, like the jokes about how we all have a voice that talks yeah, yeah that's in our so head funny. I don't all... know why you have to be stoned for that to be interesting I say that in the bit yeah. but I, I was stoned once and I I, I don't know why I feel, it's still the Christian in me that wants to be like I don't smoke a lot of yeah, pot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but one time I was stoned and I was just sitting in my yard and looking at the trees and I really almost started panicking that there was a voice in my head that only I could hear. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things I... Boy, that is good weed. Yeah, it was great. It was very strong. Yeah. I don't... I, when, when I do smoke, I don't smoke that stuff yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those insane government-funded sativa yeah. crazy ones. I, I like Was it, it your voice? 
It was my voice. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just me thinking. It wasn't an involuntary voice like kill the kill kill the squirrels. <laughs> yeah. It was just like But it would be me. cool if your stoned inner voice could be like a voice of your choosing. Like oh, Morgan you know, Freeman? Yeah, Morgan. So, yeah. So to say, I liked Andy right away. <laughs> <laughs> what? A tall drink of water. We tried to get a sequel going, but oh, nobody would buy it. You know? yeah. Red is back in prison. Uh, Mr. Freeman, why are you pitching this movie? Yeah. Uh, but... um. That, like I find obviously for some reason so boring and kind of annoying when mm -hmm. people want you to trip out on basic wonder but I happen to be one of those people that likes sort yeah. of those freshman year dorm room conversations yes. oh, yeah. like how do we know that this isn't the first real moment and everything else is just like implanted dark city style mm -hmm. like fake memories or total recall style or whatever it is and I love that sort of stuff and when I was sitting there having that moment where I'm like only I can hear this it's one of those things that like like Val and I were watching Great British Bake Off and if you watch like batter, we figured out that if you bat make batter and you put it in the oven, it turns into cake. Yep. And kids are like, wow! And we're just like, yeah. Like we just don't, <laughs> we just don't care. Yeah. Like nothing yeah. amazes us anymore. Right, because we've seen everything in every amalgamation of it. Exactly. So yeah. I was trying to bring people back to a basic wonder. One of the things that I want when people watch me do stand-up is to just leave a little less foregone conclusiony about mm -hmm. reality because kids are tripping out and they yeah. are amazed and they love talking about that stuff at least the more interesting kids do yeah and i wanted to kind of not just entertain them but hopefully have people be like oh fuck this is like a crazy yeah. dream that we're living and in. like i didn't realize until i saw your special that yeah the voice in your head it it, it, it is a voice that we all hear that it all sounds differently and yeah. then we can control the volume yeah isn't that nuts that was like it seems so existential, but the, the the fact we were like, hey, sing happy birthday in your head, now scream it. I'm yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah, make it louder. And then you did it. Some some people can make it louder, some people can't. I get I did that joke hundreds of times and yeah. you get mixed reactions. Really? But I can't make mine louder. Mine is just the same voice screaming. <laughs> but it's the same level. But okay. different people have different So that that is the joke that I'm most proud of. And I was so proud that it would work at the store. For some reason, the store to me is like this, these are like people on dates and stuff. They don't give yeah. a shit that you're there. Right. Can you make this joke work? And they like, didn't you text me, Adam, that yeah. you liked it? Yeah. See, that made me so happy. Loved it. I was like, it's one thing to like get a bunch of my podcast listeners together and be like, let's talk about stuff that we would talk right. about on the podcast. Yeah. They're, but they're already it's another on board. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. It's another thing to get a bunch of people that might not know who I am or care who I am laughing at the fact that when you picture an orange with your eyes open, you see it. <laughs> yeah. For half a second, you see it. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. And we just, I, I say this a lot. I just go, I'm tired of not talking about it. Yeah, like, yeah. when did we start talking about like uh, sports or like what we're going to eat or what we're going to fuck? It's so boring when I'm like, picture of a Mountain Dew, a can of Mountain Dew. We all and you did. see it. Well, we and also your, your timing with it when you were delivering it. And also it was one of those things that, and it happens sporadically, I think, for all of us when you either come up with something on your own or see a new idea being discussed that you're like, I know for a fact I've never heard any That's right. um, rendition of this. New. And that was happening in that moment for me where oh, I was like, I oh, that. this is insane. Well, what's left? And your emotion, yeah, I know. And your emotional <laughs> uh, uh, connection to it, too, was so great. But that's what I mean. Yeah. I come to life when I talk about that for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking for premises that make me come to life. I have a pretty good bit, like, written I, I was reading in a book actually of mine and i looked at the last page and clearly i'd been inspired and i wrote this whole mm. joke about like um i like girls but doesn't mean i hate dicks it was this whole thing about like <laughs> i just don't like men right yeah. like like male male energy 
mm-hmm. even if it's in a woman, doesn't do it for me. Like, like you give a guy a phone and you say, can you take a picture of me and my wife? And he gives it back and he goes, I took a bunch. <laughs> like that move. He's like, yeah. I took a bunch. And you look and you took like 500 photos. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like dick energy. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think dicks are gross. Yeah. Right. I just like it's not your thing. women. I like yeah. female feelings. Not all women are this way, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying I like Traditional the energy female. of yeah. a vagina. Vaginas are fucking crazy, but yeah. I like what they're about. <laughs> yeah, if that makes sense. They're For about sure. life and a cocoon-like thing, and yeah. and and feeling like hidden and safe. Dicks are like, bam, hey! <laughs> Dicks are just Kanye West. Like, you should be honored by my lateness. That's a dick, and that doesn't make my dick soft. But the, yeah. so the whole bit is like, I'm not grossed out by my dick. People yeah. think that into vagina means not into dicks, and that's not really true. I, I understand people that are into dicks. That's not like a mystery to me. Sure. Yeah. It's just not for me. So anyway, I have that thing and maybe I'll do it, but I'm just like, I, I haven't yet found the subject that lights me up as much as picture an orange. <laughs> that is more exciting to me. That's you know, your they, gauge right now, yeah. That's my gauge. I want to yeah. be that passionate. They did this study. It's in this book, this old book from the 60s or maybe the 70s called uh, Seeing with the Mind's Eye. And they talked about uh, they did this test back in the 70s when we were testing everything. I sure. know, right? Because everybody was just like incense and peppermint. <laughs> so they, they like found funding. Yeah. Some scientists were like, it's weird that you can see with your mind. <laughs> so they did this test where they had people basically put on like a VR goggle. Not really, but it was lo-fi mm-hmm. where all you can see is white. Yeah. And they would say, picture an orange. Yeah. And people would picture an orange. And obviously you can see the orange, a translucent orange in front sure. of your face. And then sometimes what they would do is they would say, picture an orange, and without telling them, they it wasn't an orange, by the way, but it doesn't matter. They I just don't want you to think I stole it <laughs> oh, from <okay>. this study. <laughs> um, but I got some of the info from this study. It, they would uh, project the image, a real image, oh. of a translucent orange briefly on the screen. Yeah. And no one reported that they did it. You know what I mean? Okay. They, couldn't they couldn't tell, tell the difference between what their brain would do when they picture an orange and them actually briefly projecting wow. a see-through orange. And I was like, that's a fucking interesting study. Yeah, that, that you can't all... tell the difference. And that's a, it's a whole thing about like, words are powerful. Like telling mm-hmm. someone like, Adam, that, I do this on stage too sometimes. I go, that's a nice hoodie, man. Like that matters. It yeah. changes yeah. the way someone feels. So sometimes when people are like, get over it it's just fucking i'm just a mammal and i'm making sounds i'm like no you're not like you are changing someone's yeah. inner reality yeah. or as they call it reality it's fucking <laughs> yeah. crazy yeah. i'm, we I'm under- not saying we need to tiptoe around every subject and be super you'll you'll explode you'll never talk about anything right if, if you're too sensitive yeah. but I, I think it's interesting that you can kind of be aware that that it does you're have powerful. possibility. Don't underestimate the impact, I think, of every... You're powerful. Yeah. What when I, I was a kid, someone said, who's the fat kid? I was at the beach, someone, who, who's the fat kid? Never forgot it. You know what I mean? For like, sure. That's probably yeah. why I'm a comedian. Who's yeah. the fat kid? <laughs> yeah. we, we do have this power to put spells on each other for good or for evil. That's I mean, not a you're fairy seeing tale. It, you're seeing it with Twitter. With, 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 exactly. I mean, hell, there was the guy that uh, went after the... Because he thought... Pizzagate was real, and he thought that they're selling babies out of the back of Pizzagate. Right, and he so, shoots it up. Exactly. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, that could, that can happen. Or the suicide by text case, where yes. someone's just using their words to change someone's reality, and it leads to a death. Now, obviously, we can follow that down, and, and we'll talk. We'll be paralyzed. We won't talk yeah. about anything. And I actually really like 
uh, offensive shit. I do. Mm-hmm. I don't really do it, but I like it. So uh, you know, I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm admonishing. No. It, if it, you get too critical of right. anything I yeah. say, if I don't, like that's <laughs> where you go. Like I left the party and I I I hugged Adam, but I didn't hug Brad. Yeah. Like then you're going to be in a prison of your own making. Let's right. not do that. But you know, it's interesting that words have power. It's tough. Do you ever feel like you are? Um, like do you second guess like how much in life and comedy do you feel like you're going back to to replay like oh i should have done that i the shoulda woulda coulda stuff like are you able to well i stopped drinking and then i kind of stopped doing that wow. <laughs> awesome it so, was great there you go i used to uh i don't know i it's hard to quantify if it was too much or whatever but i noticed that i was drinking a lot well one then... zima is too much for anybody <laughs> yeah so i'll stop you right there i'm too beer brand just so. because zimas are terrible <laughs> yeah do we, they don't make zima anymore do they i, I I, don't think they I do, haven't so seen a commercial for them, and the fact that every like six months to a year, I see an Oreo commercial, and I'm like, we know you, yeah. we know you're around, Oreo. So the fact that you're yeah. going out of your way to just be like, Ray, remember you can dip them in milk, That's like, right. <laughs> like, and we go, oh, well, who like, here's better? a black dad and a white kid eating them together, and yeah. you're like, what a cool cookie. Hey, this is Brooks Whelan, and I've got a podcast called Entry Level, where I interview great comedians about all the terrible jobs that they had before they got to become full-time comics. So go check out Entry Level if you want to hear hilarious stories from people like Nikki Glaser. She called you a fuck. I'm like, <laughs> don't you can't say that to our boss. Bobby Moynihan. He's like, and if you find any nude stuff. <laughs> Grace Helbig. I had a crush on a guy that got fired at Chili's, yeah. and then he moved on to Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Nicole Byer. So I quit Lane Bryant, got fired from Chan Chu. Taryn Killam. Yeah, that was, that was a mistake. Reggie Watts. Like, that was definitely the worst set I've ever done. <laughs> Kyle Mooney. You know, we regret to inform you, but you are being let go. Wheeler Walker Jr. You know, the cow's more scared of you than you are of him. I'm going to go, I don't think so, man. Paul Shear. Pass out <laughs> AOL America Online CDs. Plus a ton of other really great comics telling great stories. So go check out Entry Level right now. I think you'll enjoy it. And then what's so fucking cr- Talk about words and images having power. Yeah. Real power. That's what advertising is. Yeah. Yes, like everyone's it like, is. it doesn't work on. Yes, it does. Pay yes. more attention. Yes. Pay attention to yourself. Why? Why you? Why did you buy Crest toothpaste instead Dude, of Colgate? You, I see it when I make a choice in the yeah. store. I go, and sometimes you just have to surrender. You go, I'm buy. Maybe I'll buy Jolly Ranchers because I saw them on your table. Wow, we're idiots. We are. We're yeah. idiots. And the first step to not being an idiot is acknowledging how you're an idiot. Yes. You ever watch? What, talk about Great British Bake Off. How often have Val and I been watching that and gone and bought ice cream or some shit? <laughs> because we're fucking stupid. Yeah. You watch Mad Men and you smoke a cigarette. You watch right. Sopranos and you eat spaghetti. When will you understand <laughs> yeah. that images have huge power over yeah, us? Absolutely. Young I mean, Carl Young coming at you. He I said mean, tr- real transformation doesn't come with ideas. Yeah. It comes with images. My wife and I watch Chopped and then we go out to freaking gourmet restaurants or she's like, no. I'm gonna make there something. There you go. Yeah. I watch dwarf porn. I turn on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because I'm like, <laughs> and these then, two things. And then he call, and then he calls me up and says, "Hey, can you just like narrate you fucking right now?" <laughs> oh my god! Will you do that for me? I mean, sure. <laughs> and then and, 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 the, and the answer is yes. <laughs> Uh, Wait, but I want to know with the podcast to book translation, because you are, you're brilliant at, at very articulately talking about so many things on your podcast. And nice you have this ability to like, 
you know, almost minority report. When I was on, I was like, I feel like, and, and to all the episodes I've listened to, <laughs> that you have just like screens in your head and you're constantly pushing them out and pulling them in like a fucking... Um, if the guest is willing. Some yes. guests don't. But you can go in and out of conversation yeah. on, and tangents, which is why it's so great when you're here, like, because I feel like we're good at and getting back to things and staying yeah. on track, but yeah. getting on track, but still knowing where the uh, where the track is so we can get back on. Right. So That's how, your job. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I, I find that, I, I wonder if you guys are the same way. I, I catch myself doing it at like parties or dinners too. That's circling I'll back. I'll be the guy that goes like, well, yeah. you were saying about junior. Yes. Right? All the time. Yeah. Literally yeah. having this podcast has helped me so much. <laughs> yeah. It's so parties right? yeah. because now when I talk to someone who's not a comedian yeah. and uh, sorry, sorry to say, but about nine out of 10 people that aren't comedians are fucking boring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you end up trying to make the conversation now, more entertaining. Now I'm, you punch up their stories. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've done that. Yeah. Oh, you I, ran from it. Like Indiana Jones from the boulder. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, oh my god! Oh, boy, the story's boring. Yeah, so a so professional make, story punch upper. Social maybe the next time you tell this that's story, you bit. can say that that yeah, yeah, the that sounds like happened. a commercial or something. It yeah, is, but that's a great bit for you like, <laughs> because that is so real. And by the way, people in the audience and nine out of ten of them who would be like, God, my stories do suck. People do do yeah. that to me, ha, but they would love you that. Could hire a guy to follow you yes. and make your stories better. Yes, because like nobody yeah. ever isn't. Uh, or I don't know. Maybe they take offense to it if you're punching up their story. Probably uh, not. Yeah. I, I, I would, if someone I does wouldn't. it to me, I'm just yeah. like, thank you. Unless I'm like, yeah. I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the yeah. punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Uh, that we'll, happens on the, when you do radio. People are like, and, that, and that's uh, when you you come on the pizza. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> let me say it. Yeah. If there's one thing I say at 6:45 in the morning. <laughs> let it become on the pizza. Uh, it was gonna be homemade mozzarella, and now you can't. <laughs> oh my! Or if you're a real pro, you let them have it, and yeah. then you say homemade mozzarella, and yeah. you look like a. But the the best people at the minority reporting thing where you have like a great podcast for me is like in the first hour you're putting like nine irons in the fire mm-hmm. and in the second hour you're just addressing all of them They're, they they mm. all sort of come back organically cool. but really i mean it just comes from just be tr- trying to be there with them and i wh- what really sucks is when you do an interview that's why i said to you i was like i'm not doing a press point right now yeah, yeah. when you feel someone slipping into something that's why I don't ask questions. Yeah. And that's why I interrupt. <laughs> yeah. I Can I tell you this story? Yeah. Rivers Cuomo did my podcast, right? You just interrupted yourself. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can man. Can I interrupt myself real quick? That yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, that's great. His publicist or somebody called me as I was pulling into his house, and they said, um, just so you know, um, Rivers, usually if you ask him a question, mm-hmm. he will sometimes think in silence. And she was like, I'm not exaggerating, for five minutes before he answers. No so way. J- and she was Whoa. like, I'm just warning you, it might not be a good podcast. I mean, you can mm-hmm. interview him, but I don't know if it'll be something you want to air. She told me this while I was getting there. You're like, so thanks for the heads up. <laughs> I know. I was super nervous. And I went in. Lead singer Weezer for anyone who oh, yes. doesn't know. Weezer. Yeah. Yes. And then I was like, what do you do? And I am sort of patting myself on the back because I was proud of it. I went in going like, this is going to be terrible. Yeah. And if you listen... I interrupt him so much and I'm so engaged at the beginning that what happens is there's this like sort of imitation gene that we have. Mm -hmm. And this is the other technique is that like you're sharing, you're enthusiastic, you're talking so much so that you can't, you're not even letting the guest talk in the first maybe 10 minutes that he kind of matches your pace. Yeah. Something I love to, you know, tease my dad, but that's something I saw in my dad was that he almost in a politician, he's not a politician, he's an oil delivery man, but every room that he went in, he mm-hmm. sort of 
made them come to him. He changed the frequency of the room. Oh, yeah. wow. And one of the ways you do that, so I, I guess I'm sensitive about it. People are like, stop interrupting so much. And I'm like, you do a podcast. I'll, I'll really enjoy the five-minute pauses that yeah. Rivers takes because you wouldn't interrupt Yeah, because you're so polite and you're just letting him go. And, don't you, yeah. don't you think I don't fucking know? Now I'm being cocky, but I'm saying, <laughs> you don't think I know what I'm doing? Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I do have a part of me that I can't control, the junior high, like, hello, my honey, hello, my baby. That, that can be annoying. But now 400 so episodes in. Yeah, you figure it out after. If I'm poking the bear, it's to get the bear to not pause for five minutes. Yep, right. And he didn't, and it was a fucking great episode. That's awesome. So eat a shit sandwich, <laughs> people that think I... And you know what? When I listen, sometimes I'll listen to Joe Rogan. I'll, I'll be like, Joe, let him talk more. Yeah. But it's it's what he's doing. He's trying to. Yeah. You know, now I understand. Because yeah. now, now when he has a when he has Dan Blazarian on, who's the male Instagram dude who just fucks chicks. Yeah. Like is that trying, a real thing? Yeah. Like <laughs> sounds like a fake name. No, that's a real Dale. Thing. Bro, you just Dan. got Daled. Oh, Dan. be Dale. <laughs> <laughs> you just got fucked by a Dale. <laughs> Whoa, that sounds bad. You didn't see that coming. Yeah. By the way, the it, the first Dale that I think of when you say that is Chippendale, and I wonder if that's for most Dales. <laughs> Yeah, it's the curse of the Dale. Yeah. It's like, sorry, man, you were not in a forest uh, as a rescue ranger, and now your and name then is tainted. Was Chippendales. That's what I'm Oh, Where the, do they, with the male dancers? Yeah. Was that based on the cartoon tandem? What was the name they turned turned down? Like Bambi and the Dead Moms. <laughs> You're about to get grinded on by Bambi and the Dead Moms. Whoa, there's a spoiler Jeez. in that name. Man. <laughs> This club comes with a price. Chip and Dale. Which, yeah, yeah that, that, what that's curve. like a that's like a chicken or the egg thing where it's like which came first. I know. Let's not Google it. No, yeah, <laughs> let's please. just never I've Googled know. enough. No, this I've Googled sounds... enough strip club cartoon conspiracies. <laughs> ah, yeah. But you're right, Dale is not a sexy name. <laughs> well, Neither is Chip. No, <laughs> sorry, Chip. Hey, did you enjoy your ride with Chip? <laughs> Is it Charles? God. Go by Charles. Yeah. Is this a nickname? Please give me the origins. Well, drop it. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of names, how? Because you because first of all, uh, the the last time you were on you were on this podcast, you yeah. announced to the world that uh, your wife Val was pregnant. Yeah. And so you so you since become a dad. Yeah, clap I am again. A dad. And so when you were picking the name of your daughter, do is there pressure? You're like, wait, I, oh, so I'm kind of a celebrity. Do I do I have to do like the weird name? <laughs> yep. I, I'm not. I'm not a name her, play famous. Do I have to name her Lampshade Holmes? Yeah. Or like, what do I do? <laughs> we actually came up with the name. Val and I just went to this. There's this botanical. Have you ever been to Huntington Gardens? Or wait, yes. You guys are out. You know, that's in Pasadena, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, I've been. Yeah. Val and I go there all the time. We love it. It nice. is great. And that is where we came up with our baby's middle name. So her name is Leela, mm -hmm. which before she was well before she was born, Val and I were like, if we have a, a daughter, we'll name her Leela. So it's it, this is it was sappy alert, but we were like. You know, you're kind of talking to Leela before she's born. Yeah. Kind of being like... You do, right? Yeah, you're like, you're welcome here. Like, we're looking forward to meeting you. It's Did you do that for the cute factor? Sappy. Because that is like... Um that is something that you're supposed to do. I heard, I've heard is that right? right. Well, I I've heard that there are certain. I don't know if it's Native American, but there are certain uh, groups right. mm -hmm. that do that sort of thing that welcome the soul or whatever. Right. Also, what's wrong with it? It was, but dude, even, that's what I'm saying. Even if it doesn't, dude, I talk to my cookies unquote, when they're in the oven before they come uh, out. Your Oreo cookies. Yeah. <laughs> even if put it, these in milk. <laughs> Get that black guy over here. <laughs> if that was the commercial of the kid just being like, you can put them in milk. Uh -huh. I'm so surprised. 
It's a great fit. Guess what? You have so many cookie privileges, kid. Ah, uh, it's but, such a good cookie. Yeah. But like, it's, stu- it's stuff like that where it's I'm, number I'm, one I'm sure there's some people out there that'd be like, man, why would you talk to your kid like it, it's bad, like it's stupid? Like, I think you're just putting positivity yeah. in the world. Dude, intention What's for wrong with it? anything. Intention for this podcast is, I firmly believe me driving here and going, I want to have a good podcast with yeah. you guys. And just taking him out, just like a football player on the way to the game. Just imagining it going well, yeah. it, it's helpful. And pr- if I'm trying to psych, like talk, talk about symbols, right? Mm-hmm. If I want to transform my subconscious, that honestly I wasn't nervous about having a kid, but there might be some parts of me that were nervous or something. Sure. If I want to address those and salve those, mm-hmm. uh, things like that are helpful. Like yeah. naming her, talking about her, looking forward and, to her. And lo- yeah, being happy, being exactly. excited. There, yeah. What's the downside? It's intention. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big, I, I believe in goals. I'm not necessarily saying it's like the secret, but yeah. I think it's important to know what you're aiming for or know what kind of life you'd like sure i feel like a lot of people um i'll just speak for myself i I feel like in times in my life i've been pursuing some dream or some scenario and then later i realized that that wasn't even i wasn't the architect of that dream Mm -hmm. like it Mm -hmm. wasn't like alcohol is a big one for me i was just like i'll drink because it's a fun time and realize i realized maybe that's not my dream maybe that was something that was sort of Sold to me by Budweiser Nicolo, commercials by Zima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We go ahead and drink, but just make sure you're the one that thought of it. Because don't yeah. forget that you're the fucking idiot that's buying the Oreos because of the interracial yeah. commercial. <laughs> yeah. So it's like if knowing what you're aiming for doesn't have to be me- metaphysical. It doesn't have to be like some unknowable, mysterious phenomenon. Right. But knowing, literally, in a very practical, reality-based way, Val and I naming our daughter and looking forward to her prepped our the gray matter of our minds yeah it, it pre it made space yeah. for a baby and it's a big thing but leela now it's about to get very heady because leela means the dance of the universe it, like this like everything is leela in what language uh it's sanskrit which is pretentious and horrible i know but um but at least it sounds pretty <laughs> it's a, I, and everyone calls her lila so she has a life of that because it's about l-i-l-a but we might just start spelling it l-e-e-l-a yeah that's a, in it my head matter. i was spelling it like that but yeah. it doesn't matter the beautiful thing is the term itself the it's a, a term from hinduism you see it's spelled every way l-e-l-a l-e-l-a it doesn't matter because there's no english equivalent to sanskrit sorry for saying sanskrit so much it's, can we go to Nobel? <laughs> um, it's fine, but, but, but like, but like I said, it, 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 at least the name is a pretty name. It's not like it means of the universe. Oh, what's her name? Lachvuch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, that's, she was that's named horrible. in Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. um, but her name is Leela. Then her middle name is Jane, and that's very important. So we were like Jane. Because you she, like Maroon maybe, Five yeah, songs I, about Jane. Is that a Maroon Five song? That's the first album. Well, I'll Songs be in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know what I'll be doing. We'll be I'll bathroom. be in the bathroom. Um, but Jane is if she does. I want very deliberately talk about intentions, right? Yeah. So my goal with our daughter is to. Not, I don't need her to be into comedy or into mm-hmm. weird uh, philosophy stuff or whatever it is you call that I'm into. Um, so if she doesn't like Leela, which is a, a hippie kind of name, mm-hmm. she can be Jane, and because Jane is like a kind of a mysterious. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a cool name to me. Jane. Oh, yeah. And if she's sporty, she can be LJ or or she can be Lee. We Whoa. call her Lee all the time. There's lots of options. Her options. And I actually yeah. found as a Pete, my name is Peter, obviously. Yeah. The moment when I decided to call myself Pete felt really empowering to me. Yeah. I was like, it's I'm Pete now. Yeah. yeah. I changed my name. I think that's, that's incredible. Crazy. And it gives you agency. Somebody just told me that like one of the reasons kids love outer space and dinosaurs and stuff is because that shit that grownups don't know about and mm-hmm. they want to have an area that they can explain to you mm. they can be like you know velociraptors aren't actually real that was you know oh, that yeah. gives them that's the bud light yeah it's an important exactly that's that important 
feeling right. of I know I, something. I matter. I matter and I have value. Yeah. And even kids want that. So she has a lot of options with the name. She can she can call herself Ladybird for all I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't care. But we're just my, uh, granted she's only five months old, but our, our style, which I think is different from the style probably of all of our parents, is that I'm just like, I just want to see who she is. I want to give her space. Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of, again, sappy, but I say to her all the time, I'm just like, I'm just here to help. Yeah, you know, th- wow. there are those video games where there's like a big guy and he has like a li- like fighting games and yeah. there's like a little uh, kid on his shoulders. Yeah. yeah, and the big guy does most of yeah. the fighting, and every once in a while, the kid will jump down and slash it with a sword or something yeah. for the yeah. finale. Finale, <laughs> uh, but it's not Mortal Kombat, so I can say fatality. What right, I'm saying yeah. is that's what I'd like it to be. I, she's here. She's mm-hmm. got her own stuff. And if you want to get uh, spiritual about it, she has her own karma and her own plan to work off. And I'm just here to help. So you're not trying to get in the way. You, that you're I don't want to get approach. in the way. But yeah. like how much, but then how much like quote unquote parenting do you feel like? I mean, that'll happen. Yeah. It's just going to sure. happen. But that's really just what them getting into, like you want her to be um, uh, available for experiences and opportunities yes. and then check in with you for it's like, Hey, how should this go? Or yeah. how should I? And yeah. and we'll see if I'm full of shit or if I go back on it later because she's like wild or whatever. I don't know. Right. You don't know. I'd like her to learn. It's the same feeling I have towards my wife is I say to my wife all the time, I'm, I'm on your side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I always thought it was fucked up. That um, like I would tell my friends weird sex stories or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if I was just having drinks with you guys, I couldn't wait to tell you about it. like the, a weird three way I right. had or something. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't tell your wife. It was like that's something. Well, don't tell your wife that. And I was like, fuck that. I want to have a best friend. I want her to be my best friend and my yeah. closest person. Now that's not a future for everybody. Not everybody's sure. ready to be sure. that transparent. But in the same way that I'm just on my wife's side, and mm-hmm. I want, I always say to her, I just want good for you. Like if there's something. You know, it's a little bit tricky when your wife has left you in the past, but you're just sort of like, yeah, if you're unhappy, I want good for you. Yeah. I want to be the sort of person you can tell me mm-hmm. even that. And that that to me feels like love where it's like, no, you must stay. Yeah. Like even I don't You must I don't stay inside that. this jar of what I consider a happy healthy relationship to be in this idealistic view of a woman. Like exactly. no, no. You but you, it, you be happy. Isn't it weird though? This is one of those kind of like uh, transrational ideas the more understanding you would be of your partner not being wanting to be with you i would say the less likely they are to leave you yeah oh absolutely you know what yeah. I mean? it's the guy that's squeezing the canary so tight that it squashed yeah. yes that, that's the idiot that yes. ruins things but if you're just like i just want good for you same with the baby yeah we'll I, see i i have the same like uh, uh, uh my wife and i are talking about having kids and and she's like, oh, my God, are, are we going to be good parents? Are we not? I go, we are because we're having this conversation. That's right. It's, and that goes back to when you regret things. If you're like, am I an asshole? It's yeah. like, well, you might have done something bad, but I don't think assholes are sitting around going, am I an asshole? No. Yeah. They're just like, well, well she should have sucked my dick when I told her to. Right. Like, that's that's what my favorite doing. line of The Departed is he goes, like, you should ask yourself some important questions. Like, am I an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> so many people I grew up with, especially like authority figures, mm-hmm. I just want to be like, ask yourself. Am I an asshole? Yeah. yeah. Wow. If and someone did that, isn't to that me, good? look in the mirror and just, just really ask it. Of just yourself. really think about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, why don't you ever call me? I want you to think about that. <laughs> you never want to hang out. Self-reflect. You, you, yeah, you maybe if yeah. you look inside yourself, you'll find the answers you seek. I'm exactly. I'm giving you some data. It's your job to interpret that data. That's yeah. one thing everybody could probably do a little bit more of, right? How 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 lazy do you feel like a majority of the population is with just self like I, check like the same way we would like listen to our sets yeah. after you get home from a show? Yeah. How do you do you listen to your set of the day of life that you just That's right. Uh, clocked in like and, and, and think back to 
consider the potential that you can still grow. Like, like I think yeah. maybe my biggest pet peeve is people that are just like, that's the ABCs of me, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. You invite take me it or leave it. Yeah, take you it know what you signed yeah. up for. It's the same yeah. type of people that are like, I just, I, I just, I don't have a filter. I just yeah. say oh, the truth. God. It's oh. like, <laughs> that assumes you have a hold on the truth. You yeah, don't right. have a hold on no. the truth. You're oh, just that's saying so weird. your opinion. Like, what the fuck? That, you're just that being rude. Your, your yeah. I have a connection. Truth. Yeah. I have the phone to the universe. Yeah. Right. And that haircut looks fucking stupid. <laughs> like, no, you're just a piece of shit, Diane. Yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> the other thing that I think the world needs more of, and I get this a lot from my, the Boston people in my life, my family and stuff, mm -hmm. is like, don't forget you might be wrong. Like, that's such a powerful thing is to just go like, yeah. So in the book, again, like I, I say all these ideas. What if in 10 years I feel differently? Fucking good. Like you, you right. talked about my podcast. I'm wrong on the podcast all the time. And I think that's important well, to, to have the courage to be wrong. Yes, it's a fucking change. Yeah. And, and, and look, well, we're too binary. We're like, he's wrong. I he's know. Gone. He said that. He's, he's wrong. He's gone. Yeah. Look Shut what up. we're doing right now, literally as we're recording this today. Now, all of a sudden, we have to all hate John Wayne because he gave some interview in Playboy magazine in 1971. Did he? Um, what? Yeah. What did he say? Uh, he said some bad things about uh, black people and gay people uh -huh. um, in the interview, which is like unearthed footage. It's like it's not unearthed footage. Was that in footage. Playboy? Yeah. It's it, always Playboy. It, yeah, Playboy. I found a weird Tom Hanks one that was like, you know, he, he wasn't, it wasn't, this is not a breaking Right after story. Philadelphia, he's like, age is fake news. <laughs> like, no, dude, you Tom! can't say that Tom! right after you did the movie. Yeah. He just made a, a comment about like um, how gay, he like likes a certain type of shirt and he acknowledges that mostly gay people like that shirt, but he mm -hmm. likes it too. And it's just a sort of comment, again, Mr. Hanks, love yeah. you, this is not yeah. a scandal. Right. I, I only had that interview because I went back and bought the Playboys from my youth. <laughs> <laughs> the Playboys said, said only Pete Holmes That's ever. Me. No, buy it now, heal it now. You, we need symbols. So I, I read yeah. about this in the book, right? So the reason it's called Comedy Sex God is sex and God are so intertwined, especially sure. for kids, uh, people my age, yeah. but yeah. kids that grew up when I did. So. I used to have so much baggage about sex, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the main reasons I got married was to have sex. And yeah. and uh, before that, I had so much shame. I used to, s I went into uh, the corner store in Lexington and I wanted a Playboy so badly. Actually, I asked my dad to buy it first because I was a sweet kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was in like seventh grade. Yeah. I was like, dad, I want a Playboy. Would you please just buy me a Playboy? And I think my dad was going to do it, but then I think my mom talked him out of it. Hmm. So then my second step was I went to the corner store where they sold Playboys, which was like a big hubbub in the city. Like yeah. everyone was like, I don't know about this. And I went in and I was <laughs> like, This is before computers, kids. <laughs> I know. This is what we had to do. Yeah. And there was no rock in the woods where I live. Right. I just, there probably was. I just didn't, nobody wanted to tell <laughs> the fucking Christian kid where it yeah. was because I was going like, Hell to thee. Yeah, yeah. So I just went in and said, um, I, I know I'm not 18. I really want a Playboy. I'm not going to steal it. Can I, I'll just give you $20. Can I just take a Playboy? I know they're not $20. Yeah. I don't know how much they are, but I had $20. And he said, no. He was like, those magazines will make you cross-eyed. And he crossed his eyes. And I was like, fuck you. That's a, that's a bad bit. And I tried to come at you as a man. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? It's going to be dude on dude. How much? I must have been, if you're in eighth grade, what are you, 12? Uh, no, 13, 14. 13, yeah, 14. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. I'm like, yeah. hi. <laughs> like, it's like, so I understand his 20 side 20 bucks too. for some tits. <laughs> Can I please? I just hadn't really seen it. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. I really wanted to see some. And uh, and then like maybe three days later, not a long enough wait, mm-hmm. we went back and I had my, <laughs> I created a distraction and my friend Opie stole the magazine. Amazing. And, and uh, I was like, fuck, and but I was left without buying it. What was that day he like? He stole, so you're still without sin. That's right. I put it on him. <laughs> I said, You'll go to hell. How are you, you in hot climates? And then, and then I let him do it. Wait, what was that moment like when you, uh, you know, opened that first page? Where'd you run to? Did you run all the way back home or just run around the corner? We ran, well, the corner store is right near a a, a monument in Lexington called Old Belfry, which is, it's like the Liberty Bell, but it sucks. Sounds like a great place (laughs) to look at bare ass and boobs. That's where you go. Yeah. And we went up to Old Belfry and we sat on the rock and there was all this graffiti on the rock. Maybe that's how I knew it was like, this is where bad boys go. (laughs) (laughs) They were like extinguished cigarettes. That's amazing. And and we just looked at it. And this is before I was jerking off. We just looked at it to be like, oh. That's filling up the catalog. And we took shifts with it. And and so oh God. I know, meaning we didn't really look at it much together. I okay. guess that's less weird. Oh no, yeah. So you but, get it like Monday through Wednesday. And then I, I get give it. it back to yeah. them. And I kept so it in the funny. lining of an antique chair in my bedroom that used to belong to my grandmother. And then so I I, I, cr- I use sex as a device to kind of show where I'm at yep. with God throughout mm-hmm. the book. And when I became single, I wanted to try and send a message to my subconscious, like that whole sex shame thing, we're mm-hmm. not doing that anymore. And to the people who grew up in the church, they'll know you can't just say that. Yeah, right. That's why I hate, that's why on Crashing, we were careful to make sure that sex still seemed complicated to my character. Because every yes. movie and TV show I've seen, the guy gets left by his wife, even if it is a religious guy or the only person he's been with. Next scene is always a montage of fucking just random bar sex. That's not what you do. You can't just flip a switch. Right. So I was looking for ways to deprogram myself. And one of the ways was I went on eBay and bought the Lisa Matthews (laughs) issue of Playboy. And instead of hiding it, I kept it on my fucking coffee table. There you go. For everyone to see. That's yeah. awesome. Hey, like a fucking, I look at this. Like Burt Reynolds. Yeah. By, by that point, of course, the internet had existed and I had seen harder core stuff, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But it was more of an image. It was me saying like, yeah. we're not doing that anymore. But, you, but, but, but even that, like, as you say, like porn exists. Yes, but you don't, as someone walks in your house, go, I was on Pornhub That's 20 right. minutes ago. I wanted, and I, so much of my you know, career uh, crashing, for example, is Mm -hmm. taking all those things that we're so ashamed of and trying to be like, we're so many of us are doing that. When I say the statistic that like youth pastors used to go to conferences and the hotels that they were all staying at the porn that people ordered to their room back in those days would like quadruple. Yeah. That's not to say like, Oh, look at how pastors, youth pastors are full of shit. That's that. I find that I find solidarity in that. I go, look, we're all, We're all in human. these embarrassing yeah. meat puppets. Yeah. And yeah. we can be interested in divine things or interesting things like that yeah. and still be like, fuck, I'm attached to this like horn monster that has his own ideas. Yeah. He's like, you know, the name of the movie doesn't show up on your bill. And you're like, all right. And then you jerk off. Like, let's reconcile that. Yeah. Like too much of, like believing in God meant you couldn't also feel those feelings. And right. I just think that's so, it is, it was very hard for me. Uh, Comedy Sex God pre-order, 
uh, comes out in May. Yeah, but you can pre-order it right now. Please do pre-order it. I, I know you might want to hear like the audiobook or whatever, but if, if you like... You did the audiobook. Well, we will have one. But if yeah. you like these ideas, it's my first book. If you like anything I've ever made and you want to say thanks, please order this book. It's my first book. It would hey, be a God, Is there a specific place I should go to? Yeah. You can go to Amazon. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. And there's another <laughs> book called like pornogra- Christian Pornography and Masturbation Addiction. Nice. Not me. <laughs> another but Pete it's Holmes? by Pete Holmes. What? I used to read books like that. I Googled pornography addiction way before you guys knew that was a thing. Because oh. I was like, I can't stop. I wish I could just go back and be like, dude, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's your... Oscar Wilde has this great quote where he says, the only way to get rid of temptation is to yield to it. Obviously, there are certain yeah. things that you're tempted to do that you shouldn't sure. do. Yeah. But if it's fucking touching your own dick yeah. and looking at some <laughs> tits, some consensual compensated porn tits... sure. Take it easy, man. <laughs> just take, fine. It, take it easy on yeah. yourself. That's a big message for the for and for anybody that thinks like, oh no, it's a book about spirituality. There is no guilt or shame in it. It's I, I wrote the book to hopefully relieve some of that Christian suffering and to show that you can be in the world. You don't even have to believe in God and still find some value in, in contemplating those questions. That, that's why I wanted to write it. Did uh, the book did come writing it? Uh, was it as easy for you to do as you thought it would be? And your ability to gab, obviously, and just gabbing. and hang on podcasts. And again, like, you know, talk about so many different things in an articulate uh, manner. Did that translate to writing a book? Did you Were you able to just, like, spew? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great question. But sometimes, it, I think it's safe to say, I have one of these brains, like, there's a part of the female brain, for example, that after you give birth, its sole purpose in the brain is to delete the memory of childbirth. This is like a... So you can do it again. So you can do it again. Right. So it's built into our brains. Whoa. Like the, the women that evolved and survived are the yeah. ones that had this because they made all these babies, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if that, I, I can't explain. I didn't write species. Um, but what I'm saying <laughs> is... Oh, sapiens. Excuse me, <laughs> sapiens. <laughs> yeah, you didn't write the Natasha Hendricks movie. That was one yeah. that I definitely hit pause on and found one oh, leg yeah. up on the counter and Man. pointed my dick straight to hell. <laughs> uh, what, do I, what do I even mean by that? Um, what I'm saying is... I, I have I have a similar thing and I have to sort of take inventory on myself because I know it was the hardest thing that I've done. And as soon as I was done, I was like, that wasn't that hard. I was like, it was a pleasure. And there cool. were moments that was amazing. And then there were also moments where you were like, you felt like you were in college and you haven't studied for the test. That's what I was curious about. If it, you get to overly cognizant of like, where you can't just be free and write because you're like, ah, this is an important chapter and yeah, you start you putting that cloud of pressure on yourself. It was yeah. more like we need you to turn it in. Yeah. It's like mm. when it's this, you know, I've been working on it for years because I've been doing all these other things so I couldn't just focus on it. And when it was just like this thing that I worked on when I had time, it was almost like a pleasure. Yeah. But when it started to be like, we need it by Friday and that's the draft that job. we're going to print yeah. and send oh, to press, you're like, ah! Like that'll, <laughs> that gave me a feeling because my college was so easy. I never really had that feeling yeah. of just dread and panic. Yeah. But you need this like weird, unfounded, irrational confidence to just be like, I can do it. It's just like stand up. You just be like, I can do it. Jump yeah. in, right? Like if you if you start thinking like I'm gonna go out and make these people laugh, you'll fucking shit your pants oh, you'll and go nuts. die. Yeah. You just have to do it. So like there were times when I was writing where it was like the most creative fulfillment I ever experienced. And it's just you alone. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels like this weird magic or alchemy that you're like, normally my brain only gives me these endorphins when I'm in front of a crowd, but you just like 
the phrase came out just right. Wow. And there it is. And you save it five times. You email yeah. it to yourself, all these things. Did you right. send it to uh, your wife or to anybody to check in like with a certain chapter or? or yeah, that's a good question. I, I had to, the first couple chapters are about my family and I sent it to my brother okay. and my mother. Make sure things were. Not my dad. I didn't send it to my dad. <laughs> right. Just because, I don't know, uh, dad issues. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I, well, there's certain people you just don't want yeah. To chime in on things, right? I didn't want too many voices. Yes, yeah. but I knew my brother and my mother would remember reality. What about the one on your head? What did it have to say? My voice in my yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you mean when I read it? Yeah. There, it it really depends. There were times when I worked on it so much that I was like, like when I turned it in, mm -hmm. I was like, this is either. I actually turned it in. And I was like, I think he might write back and be like, "You need it's a page one rewrite. You have to redo this. This is not mm. what we paid for. Mm. And I'd just be like, oh, fine. And I really would have believed that. Mm -hmm. And when my editor wrote back and was like he, very glowing and loved it, yeah. I, it was maybe I wrote back and I was like, this isn't just a career highlight. This is a life highlight because you're working in a vacuum yeah. for years. And yeah. there's very, even with Crashing, there's so much feedback. Yeah, Judah Miller, my showrunner, Judd. I mean, hell, all the consultants on the show between Ian Edwards' best-selling, Greg Fitzsimmons, there, yeah, like, there's a, there's Mike a Lawrence, pack like, of yeah. amazing comedians yeah. making sure that we got it. And exactly. this was just me yeah. in my garage writing alone, mm -hmm. and it was very, very vulnerable and very, very difficult. And now that it's done. I, I, I mean, I'm already thinking of the next one because I really liked it. If you guys, either of mm -hmm. you have a, a book idea, I, I recommend it. It's really? really nice. If you're, you get you're, in that you're, pocket. You're the first person who's ever written a book and who come on this podcast and said, said, do it. Do it. Every, I, everyone else really? is like, it's hell. Really? I think well, it's because of the homework kind of aspect that you were talking about. The what? The, the homework aspect where it's like, deadlines. Oh, have yeah. It done. Here's a tip. Yeah. Write a lot of it and yeah. then sell it. Oh, I see. There's a pro tip. Well, that's what I did. Yeah. I wrote about 200 pages of it and then I sold the outline. And then you have a Whoa. good base to work on. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could finish it and then sell it. And then and they're going to be like, like, when did you start though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't. You could tinker you with it for years, years and then look like a genius. But no, I really think that it was it was such a, it just sort of opened up a new channel, a new way yeah. to be creative mm -hmm. that is alone. It's just like, especially with my family now, you just cross the lawn, lawn, it's like two two <laughs> feet of grass, and into my little garage, mm -hmm. and you get the same chemical release as a good stand-up set, and it's, and it's 9 a.m. when you're done. Like I would write very early in the morning, yeah. and then you're done. I, I'm not an exerciser. I don't know if you can tell, <laughs> but it has that Shh. feeling. I'm so soft. Shocking. <laughs> I thought you were shushing me. You're fine. No, I'm so soft. Yeah. But it had when I talk to people that work out in the morning, it had that same feeling where I'm cool. like, no matter what I do with the rest of my day, I did something. You, you accomplished it. And that, yeah. that feeling of meaning, and especially when you're writing about something that I know, doing crashing and writing the book, I get a lot of feedback online and what mm -hmm. and, and in person from people that are like, I also grew up religious. My wife also left me or or I got a divorce from some sure. other reason. I also lost my faith. And and they were like in that position, the the reason I don't really want my my whole family to read more than the first couple of chapters is not for them. It's for people who yeah. lost their faith, who are sort of like closet curious yeah. about the big questions. This whole thing. But when you yeah. say soul or Jesus or, or Krishna or anything, their skin crawls. Yeah. And it's like, well, can we find a way to look at these things? Because you know what's fucking crazy? I this isn't in the book, but um in these words per se, everyone agrees the most hardcore atheist 
uh, rationalist, materialist, mm -hmm. believes the same thing that a mystic believes, which is that everything came from one thing. Yeah. And that was the Big Bang. Mm -hmm. So everything, Brad, your Asian wife, this table, <laughs> yes. Adam's hat, yeah. at some point was in a, a, a ball of mass yeah. mm -hmm. that was impossibly dense and expanded into the universe, right? And then what is what is it if you were in an improv scene and you were supposed to play Deepak Chopra or some mystic, mm -hmm. you would just go around saying the world is one, everything's one, it's all one. Like we need to wake up that it's all one. We believe the same thing. Yeah. I just believe that that singularity is deserving or maybe even say worthy of a story, of a metaphor, of mm. some way to kind of get at it with a symbol. But we're talking about the same stuff. It's just like we have different words for it. I, you might say consciousness. Mm -hmm. I might say soul. It's all the same fucking stuff. Yeah. But people want to talk about it, especially we're so disconnected with the internet and we don't yeah. talk to each other. And that's why I love podcasts. And yeah. it's such a great excuse to do something lo-fi and just mm -hmm. talk to each other. We're feeling, I, I feel like a collective, dare I say, yearning for, for these types of conversations because church fucking sucks. Religion fucking sucks. I know. But like the world, every civilization has had some sort of symbol system yeah. to understand reality. And, and ours is just now emojis. And now ours is emojis. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's the poop and then the yeah. hole in the ground. Yeah, and then the salsa woman. The goddamn eggplant. The old purple dick. The salsa woman. I'd like to meet her someday. I like to make her black. Yeah. I don't know why. I use the black thumbs up a lot. What does that say about me? I love it. It makes me feel cooler. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Yellow is a coward's choice. It is. Yeah. Choose a Basic. race. Yeah. <laughs> Tell get, me a little you, story. If you get anything from the Pete Holmes appearance on the About yeah. Last Night podcast, Please. Is that, it, it, it's that he said, choose a race. Yes. Well, choose a race. When it comes on your to your emoji up. selections. Unless you're going with the Simpsons. Nobody's that yeah. shade of yellow. No. Come on. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, we can't get enough of you, Pete Holmes. You're I man. appreciate Life it. Life rules. Dude, killing the family game, the TV game, the pod game, the book game. I appreciate yeah. it. I mean. And I, I do want people. When does this come out? Uh, next week. See, mm -hmm. Judd would be, well, he wouldn't be upset, but I should be pushing, crashing, because, and I am. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm eager to talk about it. the book because I haven't talked to anybody yes. about the book. This is like the first podcast no, it's great. I've talked about it. And uh, not to be too needy, but like w the funny thing about being on HBO is that it airs every week. Mm -hmm. And I meet a lot of um, younger people, especially that are like, I'm waiting for the season to be done so oh, I can watch them all once, in a weekend, yeah. which I understand. That's how I watch TV as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're sort of fucking the shows that... <laughs> <laughs> that need ratings yeah. to show the I network. love that your show is a the once you get excited I for a like Sunday it night. Too. It's awesome, man. If you are watching it as it comes out, yeah. then there's like that room for conversation. Yes. Like I'm in this new relationship, right? And I hear people and I'm part of conversations where people are wondering where it's going. Mm -hmm. I love that. The that anticipation so of TV yeah. is a lost thing. It really and is. It's, I it's get a excited, but you're, I, you're, come, I come in off the road, and yeah. I and I there's get my a new DVR. one. Yeah, 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 man, it's great. And I'm a, on it. And yeah. it's it Mario Kart on the couch with friends, as opposed to online Mario Kart. You know what I wow. mean? There's like a communal. Yeah, that's the most existential thing that you ever said, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got that from. I was just there's this uh, YouTube guy that I like that talks about video games called Nakey Jakey. There, you got to plug Nakey Jakey. <laughs> Is he it's naked official. as he talks about it? He's not naked under his clothes. <laughs> under his clothes. What with, the name, with the name Nakey Jakey. That's Jakey. an annoying, I know. I don't know why he's called Nakey Jakey. Yeah. But he's funny and he was talking about how we've lost that, like the multiplayer. Like remember playing Bond? Yeah. yeah. Goldeneye. Yeah. With 
other people, people in on the a room. four screen like yes. on, a, on a TV that would consider a watch now <laughs> yeah. and it's split four ways and you're right. the resolution's so low and I would always be odd job and it would piss people you off you have to be odd job I odd mean, job's yeah. the little guy right yeah it had to you be have to job. he's harder to hit <laughs> yeah exactly and just I, like and every real life I, I would get so mad when someone else would be odd job like that's literally my guy <laughs> <laughs> let me have it yeah it, it, it's like when you play it, it, my it's ego. like I would play golden axe and some you other, gotta be the dwarf I have to be the dwarf isn't that funny <laughs> I have to be what do you monopolize how did dwarf? Oh my god! <laughs> Not the and, shoe. <laughs> <laughs> that, that don't fit. <laughs> Wait, are you saying it's too big? Yeah, yeah. Big. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the style yeah. of dwarf joke you were going for. Um, I, have a, I had a dwarf question for you. Ooh, I've, you don't I, care. I have a dwarf answer. I can't wait. I know you don't live here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. did you ever live here? I, ne- I never lived here. This is a uh, full respect dwarf question. Yeah. Okay, full respect. Showers. Yes. Do you want the shower head? Because I'm tall, yes. so the shower is almost always at my face, and I'm like, I wish the shower was above me. Yes. Like a, a fancy shower is above you. Yes. Uh, obviously in a whatever standard shower, mm-hmm. the shower head is above you. Mm-hmm. But if you were like designing your own bathroom, yeah. are you putting in a shower head that's only a little bit above five you? Five feet. And I'm four and I'm four foot four. So you want it at five feet? Yeah. Okay, I'll, so that I'll, makes I want sense. like right there where it has st- still has some. Because it's a force. Yes. You're also losing some temperature. Yes. By the time it gets down, I'm not trying to be funny. No, it's a it's Jacqueline a little, Novak it's a has a joke about crumbling in the shower, crying, and then she'd have to get up and adjust the heat <laughs> and then crumble again. Isn't that the funniest joke? And I was like, that is what comedy is. Yeah. yeah. Jacqueline Novak, she has an album out now. It's great. She's so funny. But um, anyway, that, that was my. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah could, and then also because you want that concentration of water, because as the yeah, water goes down, it, it, it spreads out. Yeah, and then and there's literally been some hotel rooms where, like, by the time that shower gets hits you. me, like there is a ring of water, and I'm standing in the middle of it. Yeah, like, I know not, that it's shower not, head. It's not hitting me. <laughs> you look like Lady Gaga, like being raised up at Madison Square Garden. It's like I'm not gonna get wet, am I? Yeah. No, no, it's the illusion. Yeah, it's the illusion. Of a shower. Like I, like I am not getting anything. <laughs> It'll from be this. super exciting. Yeah, and then Maroon 5's uh, what is. Is it Jane album? Jane, Songs yeah. about Jane. I tried. <laughs> I'll be in the bathroom. <laughs> I tried. And when you do a callback, I tried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was an attempt. I Tur- failed. Turn on the Facebook Live. I, uh, oh, no, yeah. my God. I do want to say the honesty in which crashing is um, displaying is so, and I'm sure this is one thing that you guys all, um, you know, uh, collectively are a part of, but like in the episode, really, there's certain moments, obviously, as a comic that really speak to you, but the one with you and Jamie Lee, um, and the uh, the seller audition, yeah, and yeah. then uh, oh, just it, the way that all plays out, yeah. and you with the opener, the college gig, like oh, it's yeah. that was, and this is again why the show is uh, is just so great, man. Like you're really giving people an inside look into where I'm like nobody, I don't even think I've explained that type of a scenario to yeah. my non comedy friends because right. I'm like you yeah. just don't get it. Right. The, dynamic the dynamic, the dynamic of like yes. somebody coming with you. You get you crushing, thinking you cr- like yeah. crushed to yeah. get become a regular, which was on this Mount Rushmore of things to do as a comic. Yeah. And now the person who came with you, who also knew somebody that you didn't know, and then I oh, mean, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. there were so many layers to jealousy. We wanted yeah. to. It was one of the things I was proudest of this season was doing a set where um, this is when I'm auditioning at the cellar, where I do kill. 
Yeah. Like it works. Yeah. But you don't get past. Yes. And that is the feeling. Yes. How many? I auditioned for Montreal, I think, six times before yeah. I got it. And I think every time but one, I re, why am I acting like I don't remember? I remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember where they were. Yeah. And yeah. I remember the material I did. Oh, yeah. Sure. And there was one where I just tanked and I didn't even get a call back. And then I got it the next year for anybody that's in that same boat. But anyway, like you can have these sets where you just kill and they don't book you. And it goes back to what Rick Dorfman told me. He's like, you just don't see it. Yeah. Now that I've been at it long enough, I, I know what they're talking about. You can do comedy effectively and mm-hmm. get laughs. Yeah. That's why Esty says to me, we had her say all these kind of like Yoda things. Uh-huh. She was like, mm-hmm. a, a good bomb is better than a bad kill. Right. And we were like, that's something. First of all, I have to give pro- props. Ugh. Where's my fanny pack? <laughs> Where's my cargo shorts and my Bob Marley shirt? How dare my you. kids have a barbecue. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I, but I have to give respect to HBO because they were like, the more inside your show can be, the better. Cool. I yeah. was like, do you guys care about NACA? Like yeah. I just on Instagram, somebody tagged me in their post that they went to NACA and they were like, thank you, Pete Holmes and Crashing for prepping me for NACA. Wow. And I, see, I really do That's see so us cool. as, a pe- as a people, you are. Yeah. as a species. And I yeah. was like, yes, yeah. I wish someone had told me what, exactly what it that's gonna feels be like. like to do a NACA. And, and that's the whole message of the show where one of them is that if it sucks, that no, that's how you know you're on the path that we all took. Your yeah. heroes were on that path too. Everyone going, has had that this thing. sucks. Everyone stayed in a shitty comedy condo. That's right. Everyone's had a crappy headliner that yeah. they were touring with everyone's had a great set Dude. and then and Ugh. everyone has had someone who you liked up until the moment that they got something that you didn't yeah, yeah. and then you're like wow yeah. yeah and then it makes you look at like the way you're you know soaking up friends and your relationships and how you're and, and getting a training in like being happy for other successes because everything comes around just trying right. to you know get this overall big picture mindset yeah. you need to it's like the, it's like your first acting gig as a comedian is to is to pretend to be happy for your friends. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> and it's important. And hopefully you can turn that into real happiness. Yeah. yeah. But at, at at the beginning, just pretend. Like have enough confidence in yourself that when someone else gets something, you can actually be happy for them. Absolutely. Um, well, that episode really, to me, I mean, and and every episode has done it, but that one, uh, and and because it's the the most uh, recent one I saw. Uh, encompasses the up and downness of the stand-up like journey yeah. and like our business and where it's literally like you were just on this high yeah and then mm-hmm. i'm like here it and comes. then he and then it go and then but then on another high like in the next episode like yeah, yeah. I, and that's, that's what tr- it is it's not called I, I i have made this joke probably on your podcast it's not called flourishing it's called crashing because that's what it feels like for 10 years yeah and honestly, it still feels that way. Yeah. We're still sure. There's still there's still there's successes, the still failures. And then you can have a great career thing. Yeah. And then you go up and eat shit. Yeah. And you're and you're right back. And I just wanted something that said, no matter what your dream is, if it sucks, you're doing it right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if it's going too well, I mean something else is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It should be sucking a little bit. Yeah. Or you're not. Uh, maybe you're not taking enough chances, or you're not stretching yourself enough i don't know i still speaking of like the episode with dove davidoff and mm-hmm. jamie i still am have my feelings are still hurt this is how sensitive comedians are i did this club in uh lyle illinois i think okay and it was in a hotel it was actually kind of my home club at the time uh called comedy comedy and uh it's literally called comedy comedy shout out to bert yeah it was called uh two Com- comedies Com- in a row yeah, two comedies in case you didn't get it the i do like time. that good reference and i was mid- emceeing or middling and i just ate shit 
mm-hmm. what made it worse was the headliner. I say this with love because he's still one of us, but he was just very hack. Mm. And he gave the audience just, I hate when they just reflect back to the crowd what they already came in believing. Mm-hmm. Like you ever take a big shit and it just feels great or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like nobody's going anywhere. Yeah. yeah, You're just like, instead of driving to Milwaukee, let's just do donuts in the park. <laughs> and that's what it felt like. And he crushed. Oh, yeah. boy. And that would have been okay. But afterwards he smoked a joint in the parking lot which I declined which mm-hmm. I'm glad I, I'm so glad I didn't start smoking pot until yeah. way later oh yeah but anyway he's, he gets, I think it's bad for your career it is I, I really do I know I sound like Mr. early Rogers. on for sure I don't think mm-hmm. you should fuck with that stuff until later until you <laughs> got a little bit of a perspective <laughs> yeah. on right. the way you the look time. at anything I, yeah, yeah. I, isn't it funny that that isn't that crazy of a perspective no. now to be like wait oh just yeah wait. just wait later yeah it'll, so, it'll be better Leela later yeah yeah your brain isn't done forming and yeah. especially when you're a comic you're trying to do the hardest thing in the world don't give yourself a handicap you know yeah. what i mean you like, want to be able to have conversations about were the rescue rangers or the strip club first and not know the answer because your stony brain's like it was clearly the cartoon right. that's right and you're yeah. like why that's do you know that because of weed man <laughs> gave me the fuel for the answer yeah so the guy's just sitting there smoking <laughs> oh, a joint and he, i just still remember that the the word for it is smug he was mm. smug oh like, and he looked at me he goes there was some funny stuff in there <laughs> like oh trying to give God. me a pep talk yeah and i'm like my my to quote eric andre i say this all the time it's his line though he goes my dick went inside my body like i felt so <laughs> yeah. sick yeah yeah that i th- i really thought i was doing and you know honestly i think i was interesting stuff it didn't mm-hmm. work with these fucking idiots i blame the audience all the time <laughs> it was not for them yeah and what he did was for them yeah and he mis- he mistook a bad kill for a good mm. kill. And I was like, that was a bad kill. Right. And, and I just want to, again, I to the people that are studying in comedy, be like, if you're eating shit every once in a while, yeah. it's probably a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jim Gaffigan, when I was, I was so lucky that the two people I opened for when I was starting were Gaffigan and Bill Burr. Just Jeez. like two random weekends. I didn't right. work that many weekends. First one was Gaffigan and then every time he would come into town, I'd go with him. And then Burr, same thing. And then, no, Burr was only once, excuse me. Anyway, Gavigan just goes, um, there are some crowds you don't want to kill for. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like yeah. it never had occurred to me. Because we had a show, and I'd say this if Jim was there, that we both struggled yeah. in Germantown, Wisconsin. And yeah, mm-hmm. they were they were drunk and there because the room was papered and yep. you know, they gave out tickets. And it you should do bad. And yeah. you should be proud that you did bad. Yeah. You and shouldn't you be should... the guy that entertains those. You know what yeah. I mean? Just like, go out and spread your ass cheeks. If that's what you want to do, you, <laughs> yeah. I mean? you want to make them laugh. That's, that's, I, I, I think a good comedian, even though I've, I used to think about this, like I've done late night and stand up enough times that I could obviously do an hour mm-hmm. of just uh, great, my great hits. Mm-hmm. And th- those great bits could still bomb for certain places. Yeah. And I'm proud of that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There's still, like I was, I was just having birthday drinks with somebody and I was, I was sitting there and I was like, it's, there was a crowd and there was a stage and a microphone and it was in some <laughs> weird town in California. I was just like, if I went up, mm-hmm. even if some of them knew who I was, I would definitely bomb. Like I was just like, I can feel the vibe of the room. And there's a comfort and that's in important. that. There's a comfort in that. Yeah. Just knowing who you're for. It, it, I said to Dimitri Martin on stage once, say to them, he was bombing at the Boston because it's yeah. the Boston. Yeah. And he goes, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, he said. And I was like, 
You can say that? Yeah. Yeah, you can admit to it. I thought the game was just kill the other guy, even if you have to rip yeah. out one of your teeth and wedge it through his eyeball. <laughs> it's so, it's no, so funny. No, keep your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny you say that. I had a corporate gig two weeks ago where before I walked on stage, I went, okay, I'm going to bomb. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. That's right. And that's what corporate gigs are for. Yeah. And, and then was, you do in your in your uh, mind the math of how much you're getting paid per yes. minute. Yes. <laughs> Definitely did that. And uh, I did a corporate where yeah. afterwards someone was like, uh, "Oh, they didn't say that's a Brian Regan has a story where someone mm. went up to him and said, what do you do for a living?'" <laughs> After his set. <laughs> and set. it's Brian Regan, he had to be yeah. making right. yeah. six Oodles. figures for yeah. the show, I'm yeah. sure. But I had somebody come up to me and I was at the open bar and I was just drinking so much. I did so badly. And he was like, I think this is as mean as I get. He goes, I think a lot of the people here probably heard your stuff on Sirius because I, I had heard mm. some of those jokes on Sirius. And I was like, I would bet a million dollars that no one here has ever heard one of my jokes. <laughs> like I was just so sure yeah. that it was just the situation. Like yeah. it, it was just bad. It wasn't because they had heard it before. Right. And it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's in the game. Crashing on HBO, the book, uh, Comedy, Sex, and God, or Comedy, Sex, God? It sounds like I'm calling myself a Comedy, Sex, God, but it's those three topics. Okay. Yeah. Comedy, Sex, God. Okay. I like to do it with these little beats. <laughs> but commas in a title look stupid. Yeah. They, they do. And slashes look weak. Yeah. So it's just Comedy, Sex, God, and if you think I'm calling myself that, read the book and you'll see. <laughs> no, nope. I'm not. It's mostly sex with myself. <laughs> <laughs> mostly sex with myself is another great title that's a great yeah. title mostly sex with <laughs> myself oh, well, wow. a memoir yeah. <laughs> mostly sex with myself a memoir and the, a, a, a is guide, it too late and the cover is you reading the playboy on Plymouth Rock or what was it Fraggle uh, Rock where'd you read it wait, oh you made me forget it. the Old graffiti Belfry yeah, yeah. 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 it's you mostly sex with myself a guide to marriage Oh my god! Wow, that is we a could do it. I let's could go write the it. Title. I'll write the forward. Okay, you write the epilogue. Yeah, I'll write the table of contents. Yeah. Done. And Howard? Yeah, Norman. Norman. <laughs> Norman, you jerk off guy. Yeah. You don't need a lot of Normans. Yeah, it's the best. He's ours. I know two. Really? Yeah. You know another one? Yeah. <laughs> I know two Normans is the spinoff to mostly sex with myself. <laughs> I know two Normans. What are you These saying? Are you, great. What These are you are saying? Great. You just masturbate a lot? I mean, I know two Normans. That should, <laughs> that should tell you that I'm not getting a lot of pussy. Uh, <laughs> That's the funniest. You getting laid? I know two Normans. <laughs> the funniest. That's something you find out they say in Britain. I know two Normans means you're not having a lot of sex. I know two Normans, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, uh, that's the, you're the best. Oh, no, please. And you name, uh, you made it weird, the podcast. Yeah, Check let's it out do it. And follow mm -hmm. Pete everywhere at Pete Holmes, crashing the book. Comedy Six God, pre-order in May. Mm -hmm. It comes out in May. Pre-order it right now. Yes. Do it. Yeah. And then because, you know, he, he, he's got he's to buy a lot of things for his daughter. That's true. Yeah. And... It's, it took so long. If you worked on something that long and they were like, we sold 12. <laughs> Why? Well, I know two Normans. <laughs> two of them were to Normans and the rest were to you. I got only people that bought, only people named Norman bought your book. Oh my God. I'll sell We've Norman. sold 14. <laughs> it's just too much work to yeah. not sell. You will. You will. You will. You're the best. I appreciate it. We love it. you, Pete. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
Tony Danza. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.